0: Free from the forces holding you back get the life you deserve. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, decrease depression, and start living your full potential. Thousands have used Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory, an evidence-based behavioral health breakthrough with incredible life-changing results. Getting rid of past trauma, having fulfilling relationships, increasing earnings, and living their best life. Now, the Fujian app is available to everyone. The app is Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory in the palm of your hand. Download the Fujian app
1: today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the inner voice podcast. Heartfelt chat with my guests and you, beautiful listeners and viewers. I'm Dr. Fujan Zain. I'm a psychotherapist and author and the originator of the awareness integration therapy. And it's so great to be with all of you. And for all of you who have asked, about um, some of the books that are out there for uh, the Awareness Integration Therapy. Here they are, Life Reset. Life Reset is a book that it not only explains the Awareness Integration Therapy, uh, but also takes you through exercises in different areas of your life. And you can go through the exercises and um, see about your thought process, your attitude, what works, what doesn't, and gives you a lot of tools and how to create a fulfilled life. Then for all of you therapists and coaches, um, the awareness integration therapy book, it's for all of you to know how and uh, work with your clients through this uh, amazing theory, which will be in research in different universities and across the globe. Um, And the third one with two of my amazing colleagues um, talk about um, intentional parenting for all the parents, grandparents, um, teachers, um, all of you who are interested in raising children, uh, great citizens of the world. Uh, this what goes through every single um, stage of life from infancy all the way to adulthood. And from the perspective of awareness integration, teaches you and shares with you in how to be with the developmental stages of your children and what to do um, so you can create fulfilling life for yourself and them and your relationship with them. For all of you who are um, psychotherapists or coaches and want to be certified in the awareness integration uh, therapy and theory from across the world, please contact me. We have certification programs. Our coaching certification programs are amazing and they they can follow through with the ICF and you have all the hours that you can be uh, an international coach or um, if you are a psychotherapist we we'll go through details of how to um, be present clear the past move forward integrate and envision the tomorrow so contact me and love 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 to talk to you um, and uh, if you become a certified coach or a therapist you will also be in the auras integration com and it will be also in fujian.com for the app so that you could also support people who do this with the app and they can um and they can go ahead and contact you um if you love to just go on the app it's Fujan.com uh, the app is Fujian you can get it from your um Apple Store or Google Play and you could enjoy going through 31 areas of your life. And go through the process. People have already found that they have 60% improvement in different areas of their life as uh, they've gone through the app. Now for this episode, I am so excited to talk to Dr. Jamie Pineda. Um, he's a professor of cognitive science, neuroscience, and psychiatry at the University of California in San Diego. And he's the author of many widely cited papers in animal and human cognitive and systems um, neuroscience, as well as two books of poetry on mind-brain relationships with an emphasis on spirituality, mysticism, environmentalism, and social activism. We're just going to talk about his latest book, Controlling Mental Chaos, Harnessing the Power of the Creative Mind. I had a really amazing conversation about how our original mind works as we're a baby and we're a child and just coming into the world. And then kind of what happens to our brain and um, we kind of like lose the other one or kind of that puts is put in the back and another kind of a chaotic uh, mental system starts. And there's a purpose into that. And we talk about the purpose of that mind and how that might kind of control us and you know, take over completely and how we could create the balance of, you know, having the original mind also be there and acknowledge it, how we could create balance in our life and some of the methodology. So I really had a great conversation uh, with Dr. Bernita, and I hope that you enjoyed as much as I did and you learn as much as I did. Subscribe to this podcast, my YouTube channel and connect with me through my website, fujanzain.com if you want to know about the awareness integration go to awarenessintegration.com if you want to know about the app go to fusion.com they're all available you can connect with me with social media all dr fujan zane or just email me Fujanzane at um, gmail or dr fujan Zain at gmail i love to hear from you i love to connect with you i love to know what's on your mind what you like to know uh, what guests do you want me to bring what topics you want me to talk about um, the show's for you so I'd love to hear from you now without further ado here's Dr. Jamie Pineda
0: Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety and decrease depression Dr. Fujan Zane's awareness integration theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results the Fujan app gives you her evidence-based treatment in the palm of your hand download today
1: Well, Dr. Jamie Pineda, it is so nice to have you on the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. I look forward to talking to
1: you. Beautiful. We're going to talk about your latest book that is Controlling Mental Chaos and Harnessing the Power of the Creative Mind. So the first thing that you actually talk about in your book is the original mind, um, which we do have as a baby. And uh for some reason, this original mind kind of changes, as you say, within a six months or so. So can you share with us a little bit about what this original mind that every single human being in the babies are kind of born with? And then we kind of then look at how do we screw it up afterward? But let's <laughs> go <with> that first.
2: <laughs> That's a good place to start. Yes, yeah, so uh so the concept of original mind is uh, is actually comes from a Buddhist. Uh, uh, it has a Buddhist origin, and they thought of it as that pristine sort of a mind that that we're born with, that we have as an infant, uh, and that is unspoiled. But it's it's a wonderful, unencumbered kind of presence, if you will. And uh, we now know from science that that in fact we come with a lot of skills. You know, we used to think that babies were blank slates. And in fact, we now know that it's, that's not the case. A lot of things that we're able to do from very, uh, very young age. Uh, and, you know, within the first couple of years, we're able to learn to walk and crawl and talk and learn about the world. And it's just an amazing set of abilities, right, that we have. And then, as you mentioned, gradually something happens. Right? This, this pristine original creative mind uh, changes and, and, and so the question is you know what 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 happens um, and, and philosophers, scientists have been you know thinking about this for a long time um, So from my perspective, I think what, what what happens is that we begin to develop uh, strategies to keep us safe. You know, as infants, we're exposed to the world uh, and we need others to protect us, you know, that that kind of thing. So we're, we're exposed to uh, the dangers of the world. And if things begin to happen to us, we begin to organize a set of beliefs, a set of responses, a set of, uh, you know, um, h- how we see the world that eventually becomes what we think of as the ego right and and the ego i think of it as as this set of responses to uh the dangers that that the world sort of exposes us to um but there are a set of beliefs there are a set of ideas a set of responses right and and the problem is that we begin to identify with those things we think that that's who i am this set of you know um, insecurity that i developed and the sense of loneliness that i developed when it, when in fact they're just things that 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 evolved to protect us initially and so i think this is what happens in my, in in my sort of philosophy uh the ego sort of overshadows this creative original mind but that original mind is still there you know there's some essence to it and and i think what we we can do is Begin to open up the ego and let this thing come through, and that's that's the idea of uh, part of controlling uh, your mental chaos is actually thinking that the chaos that you create is really the ego uh, responses to the world. But but in fact, if we begin to think of these things as ideas and and uh, biases and things like that. We can let them go and open up this creative nature that that we are. So
1: the way I hear it uh, from you is that we are born with um like a genetic set of skills that are there, right? Like uh, the ability and the capacity of talking and walking and, you know taking care of ourselves and the perception and all of that capacity is there mm-hmm. the capability is there yeah but there's also uh this kind of an awe with like oh <laughs> you see a baby and it's like Ooh, experiences oh my god you know and taking in experiences and then um, obviously, there's a perception, perceptual concepts, and taking that in, and you know, making meaning out of it, and all of that. And what okay. I hear you also say is that the filter in um, in taking information is um, a protective measure. Obviously, yeah. we need to uh, stay alive, so that filter has already been set up in in our system, where as information shows up we are attempting to survive it and the ego becomes a survival game and mm-hmm. you're saying that after a while the survival game takes over and we forget this kind of all creative coming in and and taking in things and enjoying them and learning and expanding because the protective measure of the ego as a survival mechanism is taking over and then it, that becomes the mental chaos and holding um, that space and not allowing us to be free.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's beautifully said, you know, so that, uh,
1: and
2: and the way I perceive the ego isn't as something that we need to uh, essentially eradicate because there there is a function for the sense of, you know, relating things to ourselves, being responsive to things within, you know, our perspective of the world, etc. So you need a sense of, of self, a healthy sense of self. Uh, and so we need a certain kind of ego, the problem becomes when the ego becomes, as I said, the, the center of your life, the focus of how you react to everything. Uh, then it becomes an unhealthy ego, and so understanding that the, the uh, this relationship between a healthy and an unhealthy ego, I think, is part of the beginning of a resolution to to this problem that we're going to be talking about.
1: And can you share with us, from your perspective, how do we have this assessment? How do we realize as we're listening to <laughs> ourselves? Obviously, somebody's always talking over there, but as we listen to this <laughs> thing that's always talking. Um, how do we assess that a part this, uh, construct that I'm hearing is an unhealthy ego and this one that I'm hearing is an actual healthy ego. Like if we're going to kind of discriminate between the two, have an assessment, how do we do that? How do we create this assessment?
2: Yeah, no, that, that's an excellent question. And it's a, it's a hard one too, because, you know, uh, entire systems have evolved to to answer that question and uh, um, the way I, I I see it is um, that part of the problem in our modern culture is that we have become over reliant on the intellect as the, the the single tool that addresses all these problems that we have and what we need to realize is that the this rational intellect, as wonderful as it is, as evolved as it is, is what gets us into this sort of egocentric kind of thinking. Um, And so we need to find an alternative to the rational thinking mind. And and so my approach is to say, well, there are other perspectives that one can take. Uh, And and the one I I expand on is this thing we call open awareness, witnessing attention, uh, non-conceptual awareness, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's the, it's the awareness that we can sit back and look at things and see them for what they are without trying to resolve anything. What I'm arguing is that this is a different kind of problem-solving capability that we have that we're underutilizing because it allows us to get into... Uh, solving problems, but from a different kind of perspective. You know, it's more of a non-verbal, intuitive sense that we get from looking at the world in this sort of open awareness kind of way. But what it also allows us to do is to look at our responses, our rational mind, and say, that's not a, a proper thing to do, or that's an inappropriate behavior, Right. So so if we're able to utilize different strategies, the rational mind, but also this open awareness kind of mind, we begin to recognize what is a more appropriate way of responding to, to things.
1: Hopefully. So there's an open awareness of, um, as I'm hearing you with mm-hmm. that open awareness, we're creating the assessment and the assessment shows whether a behavior which is attached to the ego uh, working for us or not working for us. And then based yeah. on that, we could start looking at, um, you know, is the source of this behavior coming from a healthy ego and more of not only our rational, not, not only our rational and um, kind of survival mechanism, but also from, um experience of that kind of like wonder and uh growth and moving forward versus only a limiting survival mechanism. Is that kind of what I'm hearing from you?
2: Yeah, yes. Uh you know, and what we know from the science that I reviewed and you know have studied is that when you are in this kind of open awareness mental set, that it tends to bypass the systems that we think of as the ego systems, right? Uh, um, there are these networks in our brain that we think are sort of the causes of the kind of self-referential, you know, ego-based thinking that we engage in. When you're in this open awareness, it tends to bypass those kinds of things. And so we have access to a different kind of knowledge rather than this self-referential kind of thing. And it makes us aware of other ways of behaving, other way, other ways of responding to things.
1: Yeah. Everyone controlling mental chaos, harnessing the power of the creative mind by Jamie, Dr. Jamie Panetta. Dr. Um, Panetta, we when we're talking about um, this open awareness that you share. Um, is this more coming through from like meditative states, alpha states? Um, is it more like a visualization state? How do we get ourselves into this open awareness state that you're talking about?
2: Well, Right. Um, so the thing to recognize is that, in fact, we have access to it all the time. We, we're just not conscious of it, right? So imagine if I ask you, are you aware of all the processes inside your body that are maintaining your your equilibrium that are maintaining your state of this interior state so that in a few hours you you'll feel hungry and you'll need to eat. You know, there's a whole bunch of things going on in your body that we're not aware of. This is the mindset that I'm talking about that there's an intelligence to the those things that control our, our body that we're not aware of, but we can have some access to that kind of, awareness and you know meditation relaxation uh dancing you know any kind of activity that puts you in a state of I don't want to say not thinking but but in a state of uh, where you're not concerned with you know the rational the rational mind takes you into that space and suddenly you can be in touch with this intelligence that is the thing that's Controlling your, your your sense of self, really, ninety five percent of the things that happen are below level of consciousness. You know, consciousness is only maybe a five percent, and so getting access to that intelligence is sort of what I'm talking about. And so one way is through meditation, so uh, mindfulness meditation, other kinds of meditation, but also exercise, dancing, yoga. All these things can give you some access into that. And and the interface that I talk about is intuition. It's because this this, uh, knowledge that we have, this this unconscious uh, intelligence, isn't a rational thing. It's more something you feel. It's something that you emotionally sort of feel it or intuitively you feel it. And getting access to that, I think, is important.
1: So, when we are listening to ourselves, the listening only, uh, if it's just a matter of allowing the ego to speak, then somehow we mistake that ego part of us as all of us. And what mm-hmm. you're saying is that's just going to do its job because it's supposed to. Let it be. And then you can also listen to all other parts of you where. Like you said, as a, as a baby, we came with that mechanism of mm-hmm. the body knowing what to do in order to move forward. Like, I didn't think I have to do something. It, you know, my intelligence that was in my genes allowed the capability of, of me going to the next developmental stage. And what I'm hearing from you is like, listening to that intelligence that, that is there through our body through our genetics that comes Mm -hmm. when you allow yourself to listen to that part of yourself and not just the verbiage that shows up consistently as a tape recording of Mm -hmm. you know the ego which is there for you know a a tremendous uh, reason and not not negating the reason and the importance of it but the part you're talking about is more like if you get If you get caught into that type of a mental chaos you're limiting yourself absolutely and if you expand yourself to listen to the rest of you uh that type of an open awareness gives you much more information which is free-flowing and and um it expands you in so many other ways but also because you're not just focusing on the mental chaos and the gibberish that constantly goes then you feel um, kind of like open the freedom of being you versus just seeing yourself and attaching yourself, associating yourself only with the mental conversation.
2: Yes, absolutely. Well put. Um, yeah. So there's a certain wisdom to that, uh, that open awareness that, that we rarely tap into and and, and that wisdom of uh, is something that we can all get in touch with, with certain Strategy, certain practices, and, and you begin to realize that um, that you can deal with problems a little better when you're able to tap into that wisdom, because that wisdom provides a lot of creative energy as well. There's a lot of creativity in open awareness. And, and we know from studies, for example, that uh, when people practice that, They tend to improve their what what we call divergent thinking, which is more related to creativity. They're more creative in that that space because it's able to associate things in a novel way, etc. And so when you're looking at problems from that perspective, you can begin to see the connections between this and that and the other. Uh, Whereas uh, depending too much on rational awareness isn't able to give you that big picture and those insights.
1: In your book also you talk about a ruby method oh, yeah. okay. so can you share a little bit what ruby method entails
2: right so uh it's my description of the four necessary steps to get from what i would say is an uncontrolled mind to a more controlled mind and the four steps are Ruby, which stands an acronym for recognize, understand, balance, and implement. And, and, and so I go through what each of these steps are, but I think they're the, the essence of the steps that one needs to take. There could be others, there are probably many other things that one can do. But to me, those are the that's the essence. So the first recognize is you have to recognize what the problem is. Right? And any solution to any problem begins by acknowledging, I have a problem. And so what is that problem? And and I argue that it's this uh, unhealthy, healthy ego and, and learning, you know, how to assess when I'm acting out of one versus the other. So that's the recognize. And then the understand is... My argument is that that you need to understand that the ego, uh, I'm sorry, that the rational mind is 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 a wonderful tool, but it's limited in resources. It's limited in terms of like working memory, in terms of uh, dealing with multiple things at once, uh, and so we need to understand that there are limitations to this wonderful tool that we try to use for everything, right? Uh, and then understand that there is an alternative to that, that is. Not as resource limited, that is, uh, gives you access to more creative thinking, that, that it puts you in a state of wisdom rather than, you know, uh, et cetera. So that's the understanding. And then the, the balance, to me, it's important to recognize that we need both. You know, we can't throw the ego, we can't do away with anxiety, fears, and all that because they're really uh, useful signals that we can utilize. But we need to find a balance between utilizing those signals, being aware of the signals, and this other sort of open awareness sort of mentality that I'm arguing. So finding a balance between those two is to me the, the right uh approach. And then finally, the implement has to do with what are the tools, what are the techniques to use, right? And and I suggest a variety of tools. And there are, as you can imagine, dozens of other things people um have suggested, but to me, mindfulness meditation is the most appropriate and the most effective and, and kind of straightforward way to get at this, uh, open awareness. Um, and so I recommend that. And I, and I, in the book, I give exercises, samples of what one can do to get to that recognition and to that, uh, experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So that's I- Ruby.
1: Beautiful. So the, let's go over Ruby again. It's recognition, yeah. mm-hmm. understanding, and then bringing into balance, and then having implementing, um, implementing the balance, actually, and their exercises into creating that open awareness. The open awareness does the recognition and the understanding and bringing into balance, and then you implement what you've learned consistently. Right. Day in different areas of your life. Um, in your book, you also talk about self-parenting. So it seems mm-hmm. like when you're looking at recognizing and understanding and looking at part of maybe the way that the um ego has created a system there, um, we could also see that there's a part of us that needs to kind of bring the wisdom and reparent ourselves while you know, if we have been parented a particular way or we uh, really saw our world as dangerous and the surrounding was dangerous or we perceived it as dangerous and we needed to take care of ourselves. Sometimes it seems like, you know, we're we don't know our own strength as we've grown up. Um and in, in the model I created awareness integration, it's the same things like you, you know, you have you have different parts of you where throughout the years uh the ego states got caught into your vulnerability or lack of um power or mm-hmm. you experience powerlessness somehow. Um mm-hmm. and somehow it got caught. And although we became powerful in so many other areas of our life, but these things never bridge together. Like we don't have access, you know, in one end, we don't have access to the other part. And uh, the self-parenting that you're talking about is when we recognize, when we understand and how we can bring these parts of us into balance and we're not caught into one area of that mental chaos uh, from a survival unit, but also checking out in all the other areas that we've actually created something. We've done it. We have the skills, and how we can self-parent ourselves from one part of us to the other. Yeah, um, that's how I kind of understood because mm-hmm. me coming from my own model, kind of going into. Mm-hmm. This. Uh, mm-hmm. can you share uh, your perspective on that, please?
2: Absolutely. So, uh, the way I see it, it is part of recognizing. Uh, that that we do have certain deficits in our personality perhaps due to the lack of nurturing the lack of love that we experience as, as children and so forth and so uh, you need to recognize those deficits and and then try to do something because uh, you need to start out with a stable sense if you will in order to move to the trans what I think of as the transformative step which is the mindfulness open awareness kind of thing. So you need to prepare the soil, you need to be at a stable level. And so I see self-parenting as the, that nurturing that you missed, filling in the holes that you might have. And and so uh, in the book, I, I, I say, well, treat your mind, if it's really chaotic, treat it as a child that's uh, hyperactive, right? And you think of it as a child, you wouldn't be uh, angry at it and 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 punish it and, and you know physically or whatever. And it's the same way with your mind. You need to love it, you need to take care of it. you need to learn to love your mind, basically, which is what I think self-parenting does it helps you accept the fact that you're limited. But that provides a certain stability, which I think is necessary. And so once you have that stability, then you can move on to the next step.
1: Wonderful. Anything we haven't shared that you like to to share with, uh, with our audience? Um, anything that is about your book or about your uh, studies and research and your methodology that it didn't show up as we were sharing and you really want people to know?
2: Yes, the I guess the one thing uh, because I wrote this book both from a professional perspective. I'm a cognitive neuroscientist, so I I bring in all the the background in cognitive neuroscience that I'm familiar with. I I, I was very interested in psychology, but I also brought in a um, personal perspective. I've been a pr- practitioner of contemplative practices for a long time, and 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 that perspective. Uh, I think is important because, above and beyond the science, there's this other aspect of beingness that that isn't addressed by the science, which I think is addressed more by this contemplative perspective. Um, so when, when when we when I talk about mindfulness meditation and open awareness, there's also a sense that you're connecting with something that's greater than yourself, greater than your, you know, what you are in this body. There's an interaction that you feel with others, with the world, with nature, you know, so you begin to experience not just a resolution to your problems, but also this other wonderful view of, oh, I'm connected to these individuals, I'm connected to this nature, I'm connected to the world. Uh, And that's something that's not really talked about sometimes, right? Uh, But I think we need to, we need to... uh, um, talk about it experience it and you know uh
1: yeah it's interesting you said that this morning i had a meditative um experience mm. um, which at the same time dr penia all of i had this visualization of uh, earth with all of what is happening like all seasons all aspects of nature all the sceneries, all the animals, Mm. all the evolution, you know, Mm. from uh, from dinosaurs to caveman to, you know, here, human, all beings were there simultaneously. And this message kept coming as it was like, all is here, all at the same time, always, with no temporality dividing them. It's Mm. all here, all at the same time, always. And it kept coming like these word sentences kept coming as the pictures, or and then it mm-hmm. extended itself to the universe with stars being born and stars ending and they're dying, and then you know, all of them happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it was this grand belonging and the oneness that, like, wow, <laughs> this is so powerful. And I am a part of this. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) I'm just part of it. And it was like every cell of my body was like, you know, shimmering with this wowness.
2: That's wonderful. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Incredible beauty of, of, Mm -hmm. you know, visualization that was showing up. So, yes, the uh, you know, the, the meditation, the awareness of some of these things is just like shows up. And it it really takes us from that um, concept of hypervigilance vigililance of yeah. <laughs> I deserve <have to>
2: <laughs> right.
1: So to right. this like taking a deep breath and you know, uh, bringing our parasympathetic response, and it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, and, and even if you don't experience the kind of experience which you had, which is a marvelous, wonderful, you know, opening, uh, even if you experience a small portion of that, I think it transforms you. It really changes your perspective and, 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 and you know, how you see others, how you see yourself. Uh, and so it's wonderful. And, you know, like for for me, these insights have been very gradual. I haven't had what you just had, which is this sort of grand opening of perception, but I've had, you know, a gradual sort of insights into who I am and what, how I belong to the world and things like that. And it's transformative.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that um, a lot of conversations that last night we were having with a group and someone seriously like um, genuinely was scared about mm-hmm. um their ch- their children being at school and being taught about you know like different ways of being or gender identity issues or sexuality issues or just being different and um it was interesting as as we were sitting around the table and I was see I was sensing this genuine fear of survival versus mm-hmm. this concept of, yeah there is all of us with different forms mm-hmm. who are going to live side by side and wow. we all can kind of get along and be there and have the right uh but more and more as as you know as you were talking and i was kind of relating it to the things that i've just shared a couple of days um it's this is this kind of like you said the mental chaos of <laughs> always our ego is there to protect us, but protect us against what sometimes it's protecting us against something that we don't really need to be protected. <laughs> against. Absolutely, you yeah. know, and we could just be open to, uh, yeah. you know, the wisdom of what you said, the wisdom that shows up that yes, we all are living and there's an internal part of us that can be there and connect and not make us so afraid in that. Yeah.
2: Way. Yeah. Yeah, no, that uh, I totally agree with that, and uh, you know the the Buddhist like, again. I, I I practice Buddhism. That's what, what I know the best, right? And uh, they have this idea that uh, the the chaos of the world is actually enlightenment itself. If you can get your mind wrapped around that, right? The idea that when you're suffering, you're actually in the middle of this potential for growth right and and that that experience itself is something that we we shouldn't push aside we shouldn't try to get rid of it we should live it feel it experience it and it'll take us through to this other thing so I I'm living my life that way (laughs) yeah
1: it's been Uh, such a pleasure having a conversation with you thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show
2: Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you and your audience. So
1: thank, thank you. you. How could people find you and your book?
2: Right. So I have a, a website uh, and I can give it to you if you if you like. Um, and it's the uh, it's the Dash unencumbered mindcom Beautiful. so the unencumbered with dashes in between
1: <laughs> beautiful thank you yeah. so much and for, uh, for all of you who are out there create an amazing wonderful life for yourself and everyone around you and until next week
0: bye-bye break free from the forces holding you back get the life you deserve. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, decrease depression, and start living your full potential. Thousands have used Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory, an evidence-based behavioral health breakthrough with incredible life-changing results. Getting rid of past trauma, having fulfilling relationships, increasing earnings, and living their best life. Now, the Fujian app is available to everyone. The app is Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory in the palm of your hand. Download the Fujian app today.